Welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts, a weekly overview of economic developments in international markets. Hello and welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts. Today's the 2nd of December and we are here with Inge Haydorn and Jenny Hardy for our weekly market roundup. Today, the team will cover the latest market news, software results, conference takeaways and comments on ASMI's profit upgrade. Over to them. Thank you, Maria. Uh, it's Inge Haydorn here with uh, Fund Manager at GP Bullhound. Hi, everyone. It's Jenny Hardy, Portfolio Manager at GP Bullhound. A quick market update. Uh, as everybody knows, the focus is still on the macro and the Fed comments coming out this week that they're decreasing the speed of the interest rate hikes, uh, which has been taken positively by the market and especially tech them. But on the tech side, we really have had some interesting things coming out this week, especially on the software side. We have had a number of software companies coming out with results and uh, some of them moving up, some of them moving down. Uh, what's your thought around them, Jenny? Yeah, I really think that um, the sort of it's it's the focus really has been on the magnitude of the deceleration from Q3 into Q4. Um, so you know, broadly, I would characterize it as everyone's reported reasonably solid Q3 results, and then what's kind of differentiated them is how cautious they are around um, the Q4 and 2023 growth. Um, and clearly, things are decelerating going into to Q4. And that makes sense. If we think about software cycles of kind of nine to 12 months, and we think about where we were nine to 12 months ago, I think it, it's fair to assume that, that things will get worse from here. Absolutely. And what can we say? Roughly 2 3% down sequentially is really what we've seen in, in guidance in general. And uh, I think the share prices has more been a reflection on where the consensus and the expectations has been more than any big differences between the companies. With yeah. that said, I would also highlight that I think still the larger companies with more return on invested uh, investment uh, thinking in, in their selling process are done better uh, than smaller niche companies. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's absolutely true. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right to kind of call out this this game around consensus and where expectations are. And um, that really kind of, uh, I suppose, driving at least the sort of short term um, reaction on results. But I think if, if, if you look at, um, at the businesses um, that we own it in a bit more detail, so Workday, um, I would say, delivered a very, very you know, solid Q3 results. Um, so it grew its backlog 21%, guided its Q4 backlog to grow 19%. So within that kind of corridor that you spoke about, that sort of two, three percentage point deceleration that I think you know, is 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 reasonably solid in, in the context of um, the macro environment. Um, management did clearly speak to kind of elongated deal cycles, um, but interestingly, they also spoke to benefiting from some of that consolidation of spend um, that that you spoke about. And I think this absolutely kind of sits in one of those kind of industry standard software pieces that. Are, is absolutely a kind of strategic solution for businesses. 
yeah, it's very hard to move away from the product and uh, without adding a lot of cost to your company. And in this environment, you want to do the opposite. But I also think what is quite, quite interesting is that if we try to do some conclusions from this, the acceleration and the demand in the market, I, I would almost say like it's going to be very, very interesting to see the margin side of it because we're, we're agreeing all across the board. I think that the, mar- also the top line is going to fall a little bit going into 2023 because of length of cycles and the economy and so on. But if you look at the big guys like the ones we own, like Mark Workday and Salesforce, both are guiding up margins, which is quite, quite interesting. So they're, they're benefiting on the top line, oh, sorry, bottom line, while being hard a little bit on the top line. Yeah, exactly. And I think that margin will be really interesting to see. And I think those businesses that are able to sort of slim down the sales costs and still kind of maintain that relatively robust top line, um, yeah, will absolutely be the ones that, that you want to own. Because I think there are many software businesses out there that are so inherently dependent on pumping dollars into that sales force. Um, in order to, to generate those top line sales, where you have to sort of question the sustainability of those of those businesses. So I think, you know, where you're seeing the kind of positive margin guidance is absolutely kind of where you want to be. I'm calling out Okta now a little bit unfairly here, but I think that's been one of the cases this year where you have had trouble with the sales force, you have reorganized it and you have changed leadership and you've been struggling for two quarters and suddenly now in Q3, uh, they were back on track. They all guide lower going forward, but and the share price reacted quite quite positively. But for us, that seems like a company which is very, very dependent on the sales force yeah. being at the right place. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was the software side. Um, going over to uh, the tech conferences of this week and the read-throughs from the tech conferences, and uh, let, let's start with the CME conductor side and the demand side there. From oh, Is there any news coming out, really? I think it's broadly um, more of the same. So I think, you know, we've spoken a lot about uh, this sort of bifurcation between end demand. You know, we know anything related to PC consumer continues to be weak. But, you know, at the same time, we have you know still very, very strong demand coming from um, particularly autos. And, you know, I also think that, that the conferences are sort of an opportunity for some of the businesses to talk a bit more to the sort of long-term drivers of their businesses. You know, in in, in the uh, quarterly results calls, it's often very, very focused on that particular quarter, Um, whereas the good thing about some of these um, conferences is it's a chance for management to talk much more broadly about the sort of long-term drivers of their businesses, which is absolutely where... Um, our focus should be uh, as long-term investors. Um, there, there were a few uh, a few companies that called out that you know, semiconductors is going to be a trillion-dollar market by the end of the decade, and you know a lot of that is driven by um, some of the areas that we've spoken about, the sort of electrification drivers, um, and and yeah, I, I think broadly. Um, the the sort of tone from uh, the semiconductor companies is still pretty positive. So you had on semi 
Um, they're still talking about being uh, supply constrained um, in 2023, um, particularly in, in, in the auto space. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say broadly positive um, from the semis. Yeah, but a little bit, as you said, more of the same. And as you heard Marvel lo- last night, also missing on the numbers and uh, their exposure is towards storage, the PC side and consumer. So really no surprises coming out from the conferences in, in that side. And I would say the same thing comes to software and so on. It's strength in financial side, on the financial client side, weakness uh, in uh, retail and so on. Yeah, and you know all the software companies are absolutely talking to longer deal cycles, more scrutiny, um, and yeah, I think it's it's exactly what we spoke about. Those software businesses that are able to provide their customers with a genuine kind of cost case for implementing their software will absolutely you know still see demand. Um, some of those solutions that are arguably a bit more niche, I think, will clearly struggle a bit more. And you guys that have been listening to us for, 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 for a while, and you can probably remember two, three weeks back, we were very surprised about AMATS and KLA's warnings on the China demand and how they were cutting the numbers. And then lately, AMAT raised the numbers again and so on. And now we have ASMI doing roughly the same here. What's yeah. going on, Jenny? Yeah, so ASM, ASMI, ASM International, um, which uh, who who is a, a semi-cap equipment um, provider, yeah, came out with a surprise positive profit warning um, this week. And that was basically down to a lower impact from the China restrictions. So like all of the semi-cap equipment players, they came out um, at Q3 and sort of guided to lower Q4 sales because they were not going to be able to ship as many tools into China. Um, And this week, um, they sort of came out and and, and said that actually that impact um, was going to be lower. So a lot of those tools are still going to be able to to go into China. Um, And yeah, I I think it speaks to to what we've we've sort of said, that China are still ordering tools. um, They're still able to get tools. And, you know, I think... There's a scenario where China, yeah, order a lot of tools and position themselves as as a real kind of strategic solution to some of the supply issues that we're seeing in semis. But isn't it a little bit surprising that the companies were so aggressively cutting, although if you read the statement from the US government, it was about 14 nanometers above, and that's where the Chinese companies are, so... For us, it was really hard to understand where they were cutting so massively. But yeah. I, th- I think it must have been that the language between the companies and the government were at a different level when the, when they were so say, talking off offline, so to say, and, yeah. and then they were saw in the press release. So, yeah. and, and and I think there have been some clarifications from uh, around some of those restrictions from the U.S. government that I think at the margin, you know, are, are slightly softer than the headlines suggested at the start of October. Um, but it, it, it's also worth commenting how, how the FT reported uh, this. So, you know, this was absolutely a positive profit warning, a profit upgrade. Um, and the FT's headline for the day was uh, Dutch chip toolmaker ASMI 
warns of escalating trade tensions. Um, you know, in, in reality, it was completely the opposite, right? Yeah, oh, it's quite quite interesting when you decided on what story you want to bring out. Uh, so next week, uh, next week, I think the focus will be on the Foxconn numbers coming yep. uh, on the fifth. Uh, so see how the impact has been in uh, China on the lockdowns and trouble with COVID and the Apple effects. On top of that, we have quite an interesting event with Mr. Biden, Tim Cook, and TSMC. Uh, delivering the first Julia, having an opening in their Arizona plant, the first U.S. plant for TSMC. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, very exciting. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if we have any comments also on the second plant there. There are mm -hmm. oh, discussions regarding uh, putting up a second plant also. So we'll see and hear if there's anything more coming out of that. Um, so it'll be interesting week next week. A lot of Taiwanese numbers, while Foxconn being one of the key ones, And then you have the TSMC thing. Perfect. Uh, thank you very much. All right, thank you.